There's Craig Gas. What's happening, man? How you doing, pal? What did you do? You shave your head? Yeah, Let shave me it. see. Did you lose a bet? No. It's oh, you whoa. really shaved it. You sick? It's it's smooth, isn't it? Are you sick? Are you have, you do you want to break the news here? You have yeah, cancer? Yeah, I'm I'm, uh, I'm dying. <laughs> I always think you're dying. Uh, how great of a promo with that? <laughs> you got me. Craig Gass is dying. <laughs> what uh? What, why? What made you shave it? I uh, I I been wanting to do it for a while. I've always wanted to get a mohawk. I've always wanted to shave my head, and then uh, I couldn't believe it. But Kiss offered me a gig. To perform again on the Kiss cruise, which I thought would never happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I got in trouble with Kiss, and the, well, their fans got mad at me. Why? Uh, because uh, by the way, I just want to point out, uh, I never know if you're telling the truth. Or <laughs> yeah, I have well, no reason. Set up for something. Right. My favorite. My I have no reason to moment, deny. Or... My favorite moment is uh, called. Last time I was here, um, Colt is teasing. Uh, I'm going to ask Craig a question. I've been dying to ask him for years. When he comes in, and I came in, and you go. Uh, it's your family really deaf? Yeah, I, like, yeah. I, I still don't believe you. I want to meet them, and it's the only way I'm going to believe. Craig, Craig is one of the best impressions I've ever seen. He's amazing, and then to top it off, he says that he he got that way because he used to mimic TV because his parents were deaf, and it was and I my like, whole family's deaf. I and I believe you, but I can't. Now, whole family: mother, father, and who else? And sister. And sister. Oh, except for you. Everyone except for me. I have a my dad. Um, my stepbrother lives here in uh, Tampa, uh-huh. and uh, they got divorced when I was, um, God, uh, four years the old. The deaf parents I, got divorced? Yeah. They oh, got okay. Divorced. And my mom used like, me as her interpreter <laughs> no. for her divorce. Oh, you really good at sign language? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. When I, I was four years old, and my mom, uh, this is before they have uh, relay operators now. Right. That uh, deaf people can contact a relay operator to reach the outside world and vice versa. Gotcha. And before that, she's she had someone in the house who could hear, so she would have me calling the lawyers at four years old. Uh, and I'm getting this huge vocabulary lesson at four. Plus, my mom's standing on Tommy going, "Tell him your father's a son of a bitch." <laughs> <laughs> tell him, mom, no problem. I always tell my kids. Uh, my buddy Charlie, his really hot sister, was deaf when we were when we were kids. I used to watch him, watch her fight with the mother, and they they get an argument, and I'd see her doing the BS. She'd go like this. Oh yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you do that. Right. The, the bullhorn is a little crap on the other end. Yeah. yeah so, um, and the, and by the way, people would get really sensitive about being around my family and thinking like, oh, I don't want to be offensive or whatever. And meanwhile, the most offensive deaf jokes I've ever heard in my life. From deaf we're, people? We're from my <laughs> deaf family. My sister, I took my sister out. We had a surprise birthday party for my sister a couple months ago. We're sitting at dinner, and my sister is signing to me at dinner, and she goes, do you want to hear a good joke? Why do you got to make, why do you got to talk like that? Like, uh, okay. <laughs> I'm doing an impression <laughs> of my sister, man. I know, but that's like, If uh, I do Tracy Morgan, I'm going to talk like this and put a baby in your booty. <laughs> well, you got to talk like a black dude. Because uh, that's right. the impression. Uh, you're right, you're right, you're right. So uh, she goes, uh, <laughs> she's signing to me at dinner, she goes, do you want to hear a good joke? And I said, Said, sure, and she goes, "Me too." And I was like, "Oh my <laughs> god, wow, that's pretty good. That's, that's pretty good. Uh, yeah, that's, wow, yeah." So, oh, is that how you say it? Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, I, I mean, yeah, that's good. Not really, it works out. Yeah. You get it. But I, and I would always have my friend Jeff would come over, 
and I'd say, I go, uh, he goes, does your mom read lips? I go, yeah, yeah, she would just, you know, just enunciate, she'll read lips. But he would always over-exaggerate and go, how oh, are <laughs> Hello. Like, Jeff, you're yelling at my mom. Just take it down or not. I wonder how good Craig would be at our game. Oh, read my read lips. lips. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We'll I'm play. I'm terrible. That. I don't. I, I never needed to do it. So yeah. I'd be terrible. Oh, that's but, true. But yeah. But my uh, my whole family is is deaf, and and because of that, I couldn't learn how to talk. For my own family, I learned how to talk by copying all the voices I heard on TV. And by the way, it's also the reason why I don't have an accent. I grew up in the Bronx, in Mount Vernon, right next to Oh, really? And I never got an accent. You didn't hear it. And everyone in the Bronx, everyone in the Bronx sounds like Tracy Morgan. Everybody in the Bronx <laughs> uh -huh. talk like this, now, whether you black or white, male <laughs> that's or true. female. Because that's my crazy. sister was born here, but she has a New York accent. Because both her parents, or my father and his wife, were from New York. Yeah, you, you, So she's got one. You pick up subtle... Like, you ever call your best friend, and uh, and someone picks up the phone, and you think it's your best friend, but and it could be somebody of the opposite sex in the same family, but everyone has learned how to pick up the phone and go, mellow, mm -hmm. and do that little yeah. nuance, right. and I, I didn't have any of it, so, and That's I'd watch funny. TV, and I would copy all the voices I heard in TV, but going back to the Kiss thing, um, I got booked uh, to do the Kiss cruise, even though a few years ago, I did something as a joke that some of the Kiss fans took seriously. Um, someone thought it would be funny to have me do an announcement on the ship and, uh -huh. and read off the list of daily activities. And I said, well, why don't you do the daily activities and then I'll just do a funny announcement. And this girl was like, oh, that'll be great. And the next morning, everyone on the Kiss Cruise woke up to, hey, everybody, this is Paul Stanley <laughs> and this is Gene Simmons from Kiss. <laughs> and we have a very important announcement. Do not panic, but it seems that the Kiss Cruise has just hit an iceberg. <laughs> Which, keep in mind, we're when in I the said, we're in the, we're in the middle of the Caribbean. I mean, there's no reason for you right. to look around and go, this ship's going down. <laughs> we're in the Caribbean. But do not panic because KISS is going to take care of everybody. We actually have three packages to get you off the ship, okay? First... We have the Platinum Package, which is $5,000, which is we put you in a life raft. You have your own private photo taken with us. Then we have the Diamond Package. Isn't that right, Paul? That's right. The Diamond Package. <laughs> For $10,000 where we throw you in the ocean and then Kiss floats by on a raft and we do a private acoustic <laughs> show in the ocean. Everything I said was stupid. Right. But apparently two or three of the passengers actually ran to the employees and said, is Kiss really going to charge us to get off? <laughs> and they actually got upset about it. So they brought me back out on the Kiss cruise again after all that crap went down. And we actually ended up, uh, I was like, I'm going to get some sun on my head. If I'm ever going to get a mohawk or shave my head, yeah, no, I'm going to do it. And then I shaved my head and went out and had some sun. That was two weeks ago. I was say, your sun has faded. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it really has. It really has. By the way, on the way in here, there's a really funny moment where you were dismissive of the other guys. You're talking about this new technology. Uh, virtual reality. Right. And you go, man, you know what you can do with this? And everyone said the most obvious thing. Yeah, porn. 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 Yeah. But then you went, oh, guys. Meanwhile, the last time I was in here, you go, dude, there's this new thing 
uh, called Periscope, I can broadcast. <laughs> and I go, oh my, that's going to change broadcasting. And that morning you go, hey, we got a transsexual here. You guys want to see your channel? <laughs> <laughs> and you broke the internet. Uh, yeah. That was your first thing you wanted to do was show everybody the genitals of a transsexual. No, I, I, I wasn't dismissing it like, oh, you guys. I'm saying, yeah, of course, porn. That's I mean, what we just know. Yeah. Yeah, All yeah. technology goes towards porn. VHS tapes, when they first came out, porn was the big industry. Yeah. Uh, same with DVDs, same with the internet. Everything went straight to porn. Yeah. It, uh, this will be the best porn ever because you. I have never seen anything. I've seen virtual reality before. But the fact that you could just look up and look to the left, I mean, you're there in the room with whoever. It's amazing. When you said that you were playing basketball against LeBron James and that you actually went to get the ball and he went around yeah. you when you went to try to get the ball is, is frightening. And, it, and he runs right up to your face, like if you were there with him. So it's not like, oh, here, there he goes. He runs right at you. You, you this big six-foot-something monster coming at you. It's it's really, it's something else. It's one of those things where if they do like a skiing thing, you're going to feel like you're you're going downhill. Wow. The last oh, time I saw you was uh, at that Pearl Jam show. Yes. Uh, now, uh, this is, I was explaining in the early uh, break of the show today that d the elusive uh, Craig Gass is here because I, I never, I want to say I never know when I'm going to see you, but I'm almost sure when I go to Wrigley Field, I'm going to see you. I mean, we, 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 I saw you at ACDC. ACDC last year. And then the best, I got a text from you at Pearl Jam, and you're like, are you, you're like, you at Pearl Jam? I go, yeah, I'm right out front, and you're backstage. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, one of the guys in Pearl Jam has always been a big supporter of mine, right? and he's on my comedy special. At, at the shows I'm doing this weekend um, at Side Splitters, I always give away my comedy special. I just say, just just leave a donation. You can, yeah. uh, whatever. And on the comedy special, Mike McCready is, uh, Mike McCready shows up at my comedy show to show me how much better his life is than mine, <laughs> but uh, and and it's and it works. But he, um, the guys, Mike's always been really supportive. He's gotten the rest of the band to be supportive of me. I've done shows with them, and and it's which is weird, right? Uh, but uh, and they all are huge Kiss fans too. So every time I see them, they're always sharing. Actually, Matt, uh, what's his name, the drummer, Cameron. Matt Cameron. Cameron has a story about when he was. 16 years old. I think he was 15 or 16. He was in a Kiss cover band in Seattle. Oh, really? And they called themselves Kiss. <laughs> <laughs> they were just like, but they were 15 years old. Yeah. And once a month, they would do a show at a at somebody's house, and they'd go like, uh, you you'd go to school, and they'd hand out flyers like this Friday at Mike's house. Uh, kiss, <laughs> and you'd have, have Mike's address, right. right? Everybody go at eight p.m. It's gonna be, and they'd have the logo. Uh -huh. And Matt Cameron and his buddies would dress up like Kiss, and he gets a letter in the mail from Casablanca Records, oh, that's funny. which is Kiss's original record yeah. label. And he he gets the letter and he goes, "We're getting signed. Like, there's a record label." And he opened it up, and he and keep in mind he's. 15 years old, right. he opens up the letter. It's a cease and desist <laughs> from, from Kiss, Kiss <laughs> saying, if you do that, we're going to sue you, and they had to stop, and he still has the letter. Oh, I was going to say, great. yeah, you got to have that yeah, letter. sign that. That's awesome. But Mike asked me, uh, I, I gave Mike, like, anytime I go to shows, I always get hooked up. And by the way, I'll get tickets and passes to shows. I'm usually friends with somebody that will hook me up. Yeah. And then I'll, I'll use the passes to get in, right? Because right. I, don't, I don't need, a t I have an all-access pass. I can stand on stage if I want. Yeah. And then I'll take my two good seats, and I always go to the top of the stadium. And I look, and what I look for specifically is fans that are rocking right. in the top row. Right. I want to look at people who are like, we got the crappiest seats, but we're totally into yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I cannot them. tell you 
how often I can't give them away because people don't trust this yeah. for some yeah. reason. Oh, well, I, when I worked at the, I learned that at the country station. So my old uh, boss, Tom Rivers, he would say, here, I'm going to give you uh, four pairs of front row tickets. Go up to the high level, introduce yourselves and give them. I was like, oh, what a great idea. So I'd go up and, and, I'd, and, and I'd walk all the way up there, huffing and puffing. And I finally had to find. That's part of the problem. So you're yeah. huffing and puffing, looking at him, going. I've yes. never even, I've never been up there before. What are you guys doing, man? So I, <laughs> I remember the first time I found four girls. I had four tickets. They were young girls, and they were all excited. They were like, "Oh, Tim, Tim, whatever his name is, Tim McGraw, McGraw." Yeah. <laughs> well, I calmed down first, and then I went up to them and I go, "Hey, girls, how you doing?" And they were like, "Okay." And I go, "Hey, my name is uh, Cowhead, and I'm with uh, the radio station." And uh, I see you guys are having a good time. I have four front row tickets I want to give to you so that you can go enjoy the show from the front. And the girl's like, what? And I go, yeah, they just remember they're from uh, Q105 and they're free. You know, just thank you for... And uh, there's always one girl that goes... They're like, thank you. And there was one girl that goes, no, thank you. And I go, Why? Don't, and We're then, not going to touch yeah. you. Right, right. Oh. What, do we have to do, what do we have to do for him? Nothing here. I'll, I'll drop them into your hand. You don't yeah. even have to touch. No, no, thank you. I'm like, oh, Jesus. Now I have to go find dudes all the time so that I'm not the creep. <laughs> I would so just you go, to, you go to the second to last row. Hey, guys. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I would have just ripped that one up and said, I have three front row tickets uh, now. There you go. By the way, uh, that impression I just did of Mike Calta, that actually doubles as Mike Calta or... Mark Wahlberg. Hey guys, we're, right we're very similar. We're gonna work out right now, buddy. Okay, I'll tell you right now. You gotta watch out. That's that's your Mark Wahlberg and your Mike Calta. You, Craig, gave me the best gift because when you go see Pearl Jam, you're looking at a three-hour show, right? And he uh, he goes, "Here, don't don't tweet this or anything." But then he took me a, a picture of the set list, so I knew what was coming up. Nice the, song. The first night, I had general admission tickets from the fan club. In the first, very first section in front of the stage. Yep. So I, I went there. I had to find my way through the crowd a little bit. And even then, I was still like 20 rows back because there were so many people. Massive crowd. The second night, I had seat tickets. But after being in the front pit, you can't go sit in the seats. It, no. It's an entirely different experience. I wanted to be in the pit again. So I'm ready to scout pit tickets. I have all this cash on me or whatever. So Pete, my buddy Pete, who can just, he can do anything. He can sell ice to Eskimos. He can get anything on a whim. He's like, I think I got us closer than we were last night. I go, how any closer we'd be on stage. He's like, no, I, I think I got something good. He goes, I just, I might have to go in a wheelchair. <laughs> and I go, what? I and he goes, I want to say this on the air. Yeah, he goes, he goes, I'll, uh, I don't care Wait, can though. I, can, I, can I just yeah. really quickly, just my point of view, uh, Mike texted me and I said, do you need any help? I'll hook you up. Right. I, that's what I say to Mike. And Mike goes, dude, I'm right in front of the stage. And I go, oh, cool. And he goes, yeah, come out. And I said, I, oh, no, I said, I have something for you. Yeah, yeah. I had some guitar picks from Mike McCree. Yep. And I come out, and I go, uh, he goes, I'm, I'm in the front to the left. And I come out, and I go, I go, dude, there's nothing here <laughs> to the front to the left. There's, are you near the handicap section? <laughs> oh. And he texted me back and said, I'm in the <laughs> So So, Pete, we're in the hotel room. We've already got yes. tickets. And Pete goes, I got, uh, I got tickets right up front, front row. They're like six hundred. I go, yeah, just get them, get whatever they are, whatever they are. He goes, well, you might have to push me in a wheelchair. And I start laughing. And I go, he goes, seriously, I'll go in the wheelchair. I go, I'll push you. I don't care. Like we were so excited. So then we we don't we decide to go to do away with the wheelchair. So if you're looking at the stage, to the right and to the left in the front, Pearl Jam sets up for the uh, Americans with Disabilities. Uh huh. And for some reason, we were able to buy those tickets on StubHub. 
Did they Sean. see you guys? Yeah. No. Oh. Everyone's sitting except no, 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 no. for me. No, I'm saying when he, when he was buying the tickets, maybe oh, they were like, no, oh, no, okay. No, no, no. no so problem. I, I said, right in. I said to Pete, I said, I'm I'm going to feel bad going in there if we're the only ones that are not, you know. Right. And he's like, well, let's just go and we'll figure it out. And he goes, if I have to walk with a limp, I will. I go, okay. So we get there and we can't believe how close we are. And there's a series of chairs set up in the back. And then there's all these wheelchairs and all these people up front. And and then there's people lining the, the front gate, you know, the fence. Oh, yeah. That's so right. I'm like, where do we go? I'm like, I don't. And I'm like, let's just sit in the chairs. I don't want to block any handicapped people. And Pete's like, F that. He <laughs> <laughs> walks all the way up to the front gate. And I'm like, okay, but I'm going to stand sideways to make sure that we're not blocking anybody. <laughs> oh, yeah. So com- who rolls up behind me? But the guy from the murder ball documentary, the guy who was playing the wheelchair <laughs> basketball. Right. Oh, my God. And now I'm like, am I blocking you? He goes, no, nah, you're cool, you're cool. And I go, you sure? Because I'll trade with you. He goes, no, nah, I can't get up there anyway. I go, okay, well, if I block you, let me know. So now I feel good because I got a handicapped guy. <laughs> like, yeah. I've already buddied right, up yeah. one. <laughs> and then at one point, Eddie Vedder is down there pouring wine into cups for us. And I'm like, I will <laughs> kick a handicapped person to be wow. here. This is the most amazing thing. The other thing, and <clears throat> you'll appreciate this, is in addition to people in wheelchairs and stuff, there is a lady who is signing. signing, and I thought, how does she... So she's got an iPad with all the uh, songs as they're coming up in the set list, and the worst, so the band must provide that, yeah. and she's signing it. So there's, And then there's uh, Yellow Leadbetter, where you don't really know what the words are, yeah, and I'm yeah. like, finally, I'll be able to see the words <laughs> to that song. Oh, that's she's hilarious. signing that song. She's just shrugging her shoulders. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It w- I'll tell you, I really, um, uh, not to be too corny, but to watch a deaf woman enjoy a Pearl Jam concert That's is pretty, pretty cool. amazing because yeah. she can't hear anything. And she was the lo- but, but she was loving it. Wow. And I, I really, I thought that was interesting to see. And then the, uh, the handicapped people were set back so they could see everything anyway. And it was great. And then Steve Gleason, the... Uh, I was just about to bring up Steve yeah. Hay because he had a great joke that night. Oh, I don't remember what it is. He, he came said, out what? in the wheelchair and he can only talk... With making eye motions, right? He, yeah, he's, and he's got a computer, and the, and he's and he and he uh, puts together sentences on the computer, and the computer talks from. But he said to his friends, he said, "Craig, come over here and do some impressions for my friends." And oh, I started doing impressions. I'm like, "Hey, I'm like, hi, I'm Al Pacino. Whatever, do whatever." Yeah. And then uh, they go, "Oh man, how, uh, man, how'd you learn how to do that? Did you practice?" And Steve says. His whole family's deaf, so he learned how to talk on a TV by listening to voices. And I said, you know what? What Steve's saying is absolutely true. It's, um, my whole family's deaf, and I learned how to talk by watching TV. And he goes, my kids will end up sounding like robots. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, that was a killer line. Uh, but uh, uh, no, nothing better than starting a program show off by everybody wanting to cry. Yeah. Uh, they show that documentary. Before the, they show so they got a documentary about him. They showed the on the boards before the show started. Yeah, I've seen that oh, documentary. Man. They showed the whole thing before. No, the an advertisement for it. Oh, okay. And then, and then uh, at one point they bring him out on stage, and it was it was really moving because his buddies help him get up. Uh, what is it? Uh, it's one of the mountains. They like climb a mountain with oh, him. Really? Oh, his buddies. And they have to his, carry him and do the whole thing. And his buddies have taken him skydiving. Yeah. He, he, there was a mountain he always wanted to climb. His buddy. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like Mount Everest or something. Okay. I mean, it's, a, it's a big deal. But I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure that I thing works. I'll be like, I don't want to jump out of the plane. And I never, <laughs> all my friends will be like, he said yes. No. 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 
But by the time it comes out on the screen, they're already halfway yeah. down. Yeah. That's the thing is that, you know, it takes a minute for him to have to put the sentence together, then uh, spit it out on the computer. And uh, I was pretty amazed. He operated, he operates his own wheelchair by his eye movement. I mean, that was really impressive to see. You got, you. it's hard to complain about having to stand for three hours for a concert when you see that guy. You know, it's a big drop-off because I was going to tell you some good news, but after we say all these, like, heartbreaking things, <laughs> like, you're in the handicap section, there's <laughs> yeah. a deaf woman enjoying a show who can't hear it, Steve Gleason can't speak, and I was going to tell you that after the show, I walked up on stage, and the one thing you asked for that I couldn't give you, I found on stage, and I've been holding on to it for a couple Shut months. Shut up. But I have uh, a... Uh, uh, Eddie Vedder guitar pick for you. Shut up. What? And I and you and I couldn't get one that night. I'm friends with Mike. I don't know the other guy yeah, in the yeah. band, but uh, but I have an Eddie Vedder guitar pick. So, oh wow! So there you go. I will now forgive you for uh, saying that you love Stan and Haney more than us. <laughs> Dude, that was such a uh, that interview. <laughs> that, by the way, thank you very much. That is you don't know, that means a lot to me. Thank you. I I'm a huge Pearl Jam fan. Me too. And. Uh, uh, I get it. I you want to hear how big of a Pearl Jam fan I am? Eddie Vedder's wife's family is from Fort Myers area, and they claim... So his mother-in-law sent me an email uh, about uh, some some foundation that they have and charity that charity work that they do, and uh, I, I... They claim to have come and see our band play before when we play out in... Not, oh, is it Fort Myers? Not Fort Myers. Uh, Port Charlotte. And... Um, I, so I went to go see Eddie on a solo tour here, and I was backstage with his wife and the kids um, before the show. Not They were, like, sitting at a table, and she was having dinner with them, and I was complimenting her on how pretty she was and how good she, of a mother she was with the kids and how beautiful the kids were, just talking about observations. And the mother said, you'd be surprised how many people hate her because she's his wife. And, and so she sent me this long, nice email, and uh, I was... I didn't was too intimidated to even. I just wrote back I'm like a thank you and anything you need with the charity will help. And then I stopped. Pete's like, you gotta write her and tell her we want to go to show. I was like, I'll never do that. I'll never do that. Yeah, I've done. Uh, I remember going to a sound check once, and uh, Mike said, Hey, just just uh, stand over here and you can watch the sound check. So I'm standing over by his gear uh -huh. on the right side of the stage, and each band member that came up, uh, who I've interacted with many times. They would all walk up and go, hey, Craig, what's going on? Hey, buddy, what's going <laughs> on? You know? And they're really nice. And then Eddie shows up. And I just, I always feel nervous yeah. around him. He's like this amazing, you know, he's an enigma. Yeah. And uh, and Eddie gives me a double take and he's looking at me and then he and then he goes on to play. And uh, and they play for like two hours, yeah. a sound check. And Mike, Really? For sound check? For sound check. Well, they, they rented the building. It was, uh, they, they wanted to run through their set. Oh, you're hurt. So Mike is, um, Mike starts walking over to me. He knows I like to collect guitar picks. So he gives me one of his picks. And then uh, he's playing and he walks over and he starts talking to Stone. And uh, and he goes, hey, you know, Craig's here. He and oh, yeah. And then he gives, and he gives me some of Stone's picks. And then he starts walking over to Jeff and he grabs some of Jeff's picks and walks over to me. And then he goes over to Eddie. And he's talking to him, and he goes, what? And he points over at me, and then he goes, oh, hey. And then, and it's in between songs, he goes, hey, man, I was just, um, I was just thinking about you, man. I, um, did you see that thing with Gene Simmons and, uh, <laughs> and Paul Stanley? It's pretty funny. And I went, oh, yeah. <laughs> and I, I yelled my reaction to him. He was five feet away from my face, <laughs> and I started yelling at him. Isn't it weird how some people just make you turn into a babbling idiot? I get anxious. Yeah. You know who I get anxious around? I've seen you at the Super Bowl before, at those uh, Super Bowl media centers, yep. running into football players. 
because I'm so emotionally invested in those games for no reason at all. See, I'm the complete opposite. There's not an athlete, a football athlete, that can make me care. I don't, and I enjoy. I'm like, I remember, oh, I met Joe Montana and a bunch of people, but I'm like, mm, whatever. Well, I do remember we went to a Lightning game, a playoff game, and Jameis Winston was... Uh, that was a big deal because he'd just come, yeah. But I remember you were pretty cool about it. You're like, oh, I think you got a picture with him. Yeah, right? you had my kid. Didn't I have my son with me yeah, then? Yeah, your son yeah, was yeah. with me, and you were like, I'm going to get a picture with him. But, you know, my team has sucked uh, for 23 years. I was always a Seahawks fan, right. and they always sucked. And we had one good quarterback, Matt Hasselbeck, mm-hmm. and I met him once after a game, and I've worked with people who are a lot more famous than Matt Hasselbeck. So there's no reason for me to start my period. Right. Like, but I completely lost my cool. I see Matt and I go, Matt! And he turned around and I put my hand out like, come on. Come on, we'll just we'll shake hands. Just touch. And he very reluctantly went, all right, what's up? And he starts walking towards me. And in my head, I was like, here we go. Here we go. And these are the only words that came out of my mouth. I went, you make me so happy. And he goes, what? <laughs> and then I turned around and I was like, yes. And I analyzed that for years yeah. on sports stations all over the world. Yeah. I would talk about, I got one sports story. I met my favorite quarterback and I started retaining water for some reason. And I, <laughs> and I yelled out, you make me so happy. And uh, and three years ago, I'm broadcasting. I think I saw you in New Orleans, yep. Super Bowl. Super Bowl. I'm broadcasting from the Super Bowl Media Center in New Orleans when Matt Hasselbeck starts walking through the Super Bowl Media Center. And I go, and my buddy Jason goes, dude, just, and I go, no, I'm just going to say I'm just going to say And I go, Matt, hey, man, do you want to bother you at all? Just want to tell you I'm a big fan. And he goes, Craig Gass. And I went, oh. shut the hell up. Are you serious? And he goes, you're the guy with the story, right, about me? Hold on a second. Oh, hey, that's funny. Hey, Brett, Brett, come here. Brett. No. And I look over. Brett, Brett Favre starts walking towards me, and he goes, Brett, this is Craig Gass. This is one of the funniest comedians on the planet. And Brett, seemingly in slow motion, went, what's up, dude? <laughs> <laughs> I love stand-up comedy. I went, <laughs> I do, too, and I started crying. Oh. I actually started crying you, to Brett Favre. You big fag. At one point, Matt Hasselbeck goes, he goes, Craig does impressions a lot. Just Craig, do some impressions, Brett. Do some, and every impression I did was of somebody crying. <laughs> every impression was, I wasn't. <laughs> Can I get a picture? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the next day, I wake up my hotel room in New Orleans and I go onto my Twitter page. Matt Hasselback is following me on Twitter. Oh, Again, wow. nobody cares except right. for me. And I call my friend, Jason, get in here. And he, and he looks in and he goes, what? What's wrong, man? Twitter, so what? Man has back. Man has back following you on Twitter. I go, man has back following me on Twitter. And he goes, you should tweet him. And I went, oh, I should. And I posted the picture of me and Brett Favre and Matt Hasselback. And I posted a caption. And I made them, I was looking at the picture and I got really emotional looking at the picture. Right. And I made the mistake of writing a caption while I was in oh, an emotional it, state. Oh, no. And, and by the way, you can see this for yourself. I'm not lying when I tell you this. It's on my Facebook page, which is connected to my Twitter. You go to my Facebook page uh, at uh, I Love Gas on, on Facebook. Right. And you'll see it in the profile pictures. There's Matt Hasselbeck smiling, <laughs> Brett Favre smiling, me in the middle. Crying. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the so caption happy. I wrote. I'm sorry. 
But when one of your heroes oh. Oh, no. introduces you to Brett Favre and with the with the words, this is one of the funniest comedians on the planet, you know what time it is. Oh. You know what time it is. You know what time it is. Hashtag, it's boner time. Oh, oh my God. And within an yes. hour, literally within one hour, Matt Hasselbeck unfollowed me. Oh. Oh. And he's never followed me again. Awesome. Do you know that I have a similar story that involves boner as well? No. What's the... So, my two... Uh, I mean, I, I've... Uh, been face to face with Eddie Vedder, and I got like little butterflies, but I didn't, I didn't talk to him, so I didn't have or cry. To cry. I probably was crying <laughs> on the yeah. inside. I'm not gonna lie. There's something about Eddie Vedder that makes you just want to hug him. I um, agree. But uh, by the way, those shows are magical. I mean, they're they're two of the great. It was worth every penny. I did. two Never. days I took off. I every it was worth. It was the best thing I've done all year. No two shows are ever the same. No, and and that's every what show I I'm doing at Side Splitters this weekend exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> every show at Side Splitters exact. I'll even be singing the same Pearl Jam song at every Side Splitters show this weekend. I uh, I'm a huge Yankees fan, and Don Mattingly is my all time favorite Yankee. And the you know about 15, 20 years ago, I went I went into the Yankee spring training locker room. He was there as a coach, and they had told me he left. And when he came, he came walking into the locker room. And I swear to you, on my children's <laughs> lives, when I see him in my head, the vision I have now is what I have is just halo behind him and white lights, like as if he had walked in from heaven. Like if I think about it now, it's what I see. And I was just a mumbling fool. I couldn't. Uh, he introduced himself. He walked right up to me, like he just he knew that face, like. Oh, this guy loves me. He walked right up to me. He goes, "Hey, how you doing?" I'm Don. And I went, "Don, uh, uh, One time, Warren Sapp, who's a friend of mine, was on the show. By the way, that was really nice of him to say. Like totally. he, he recognizes your fan, yes. and he's nice to you. And I couldn't wait to leave him alone after I, he said hi. I've me. seen Gene Simmons do this many times, where someone will nervously talk to him. Right. Hey, I just want to say hello, and he'll go, "What's your name?" Mm-hmm. And they'll go, "What? What is your name?" And my name is Dave. Dave, what do you do? Uh, my name's Dave. I'm a dentist. And he always goes, I'm Gene Simmons from Kiss. <laughs> <laughs> and he knows that's going to screw your head up. Of course. Oh, and then he gives you some kind of speech. Where, my mother always told me, you say your name uh-huh. and what you do for a living. He's not doing it to do yeah. an introduction. He's doing it because he knows you're just going to get that much more nervous. Mm-hmm. So for Don Mattingly to do that, it's very cool. Sap <laughs> uh, is in the studio on the show. And he is leaving to go do Derek Jeter's golf tournament. And I am a huge Jeter fan. And I am telling Sap, you cannot get Derek Jeter to call the show. He has never done radio here. He can't blah, blah, blah. And Sap's like, give me that, give me that guy on the phone. And now I've got him to call Jeter and get, him, get Jeter on the phone. And he's arguing with Jeter. He's like, and I hear him going, I know you're busy. He goes, do this for me. Do this for me. And he goes, okay, hold on. And he put him on hold. And I went, oh, God. Oh God! I have never, I've, I've never talked to him before. I've met him before, but I've never, I'm, I have not prepared. I don't know what to say. On the I know air. I'm going. I'm, yeah, I, I've like in my head, this is all happening in like two tenths of a second. I don't know what to say, and I pick up the phone, and I go, "G, how are you?" And he's like, "Hey man, how, how are you doing?" And I'm like, "Okay, I have." Then I made some sort of comment about uh, getting the the World Series trophy again, and. Having a pinstripe boner, it was the Ooh. worst moment of my radio career. And I have the interview. And Didn't I, you say something about his cologne too? No, or something? no, no. It was before the cologne. Did you feel I, the room drop out when you said pinstripe boner? It, I felt my life drop out. I felt embarrassment for my children. 
I could uh, not control the words that were coming out of my mouth. Thankfully, it was over in like a minute and a half. I let him go, <laughs> and I buried it. And one day, I'll play it here on the oh, show. So yeah, I will. I will do it. This is it. We're telling the story. Why would, you, why would you wait till tomorrow? Over Christmas no. for best of. <laughs> I will, yeah. I will, I will put it. Because I honestly don't know if I could be here to listen to it. I think it would There's crush no my you inside. Yeah. You have to be out of the state. Right, it'll, yeah. ruin, it'll ruin my, the rest of my day to hear it. Uh, I've never listened to it for again. For me, it's, it's the fact that it's not my world. Like, I'm around comedians. I'm around... Uh, actors and and sometimes I'm around musicians and I can handle that I yeah. think but athletes uh, especially football I'm just so the way my team plays on Sunday affects the next seven days of my oh, life. Oh, see, so, I can't even understand that. Yeah, it, the it Yankees, does. I went to World Series, the Yankees and Marlins in Yankee Stadium, Game Six. They lost, and when it was over, I went, huh, next year. I, like, half, I just don't. Half know. my show. Um, this weekend is going to be about football. Half my show is about my embarrassing moments with uh, football players, and I mean, there's a there's another there's a postscript. the The next Super Bowl was in uh, New York, and I'm at the Super Bowl Media Center, and Rudy Giuliani's walking by, oh. and I'm a New Yorker, so I go uh, I go, excuse me, Mr. Giuliani. Uh, my name is Craig Gass. I'm a stand-up comedian. Um, I was home on September 11th, and uh, that. Uh, that whole time afterwards, you made me feel safe. And uh, I, I'm sure you've heard this a million times, but I just want to tell you thank you for making me feel safe and that the, and that I was going to be okay. And he said, oh, thank, well, what is your name? And I said, it's, it's Craig Gass. And he goes, Craig, I'm going to look you up. And I go, I, you know, whatever. And I felt a hand on my shoulder. Mm -hmm. And I turn around. It's Matt Hasselbeck. He mm -hmm. goes, see, you can be normal. <laughs> <laughs> He's not throwing a football for me. He's not my court. I'm not screaming at my TV every Sunday. I'm screaming at you on Sunday. Do you know that we have the same type of meltdowns for the same people? But I went to, I went to the Yankee game, and Giuliani was sitting in front of me. And at some point, he, he stood up to leave, and the security lady stood up with him. And he turned. He was like two rows in front of me. And he stood up, and he turned around, and he walked up, and I looked up at him, and he looked at me, and he reached out and shook my hand, and I went like this. I went, <laughs> and I was like, oh, that was good. Adam Sandler, bro? Yeah, and, and my buddy was like, my buddy's like, I've seen you with the whole cast of The Sopranos, and you weren't like that. I go, I know. I just, that's just pretty giant. It was great. All right, I got to take a break. Craig Gass wow. is here. He's going to be at Sidesplitters this weekend. Real quick, and maybe we can talk about this after the break. Uh, I have somebody you guys can blame if Pearl Jam doesn't get into the Hall of Fame. Oh, no. Oh, I know who it is. Mm. Wait, I know, let's talk about this right now. It's Eddie Trunk. Eddie Trunk. Because yeah. he didn't Eddie vote Trunk for him. Showed, I just saw that. Showed his he posted, ballot. Yeah. He posted his ballot. And he did not have Pearl Jam on there. He said if Van Halen had to wait, Pearl Jam has to wait. Ooh. Whoa. He's the... Uh He's the authority. Mm -hmm. he, he didn't say they're not going to get in. He said they had to wait. Yeah. Yeah, I would Wait, who's well, doing the show with me? Isn't somebody... They told me somebody here Rob. from... Rob. Rob's doing the show with me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Are well, you hosting? He's not that funny. Yeah, <laughs> he's not that funny, though. That's don't. rude of you to say, right? Yeah. You're one of them? You're hosting this week. No, he's yeah, funny. You're not funny. I know. All the shows. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. there you go. Rob. He has a bunch of stories. Why is he not funny? No, he is funny. Okay. He has a bunch of stories about the uh, backup to uh, Hasselbeck. <laughs> <laughs> It'll work out perfect. <laughs>